Welcome to Ten Tens Podcast. My name is Michael with Adam and Robbie. What is up, gentlemen? Oh, not a whole lot. It's raining again on a Wednesday. It's raining on a Wednesday. It is not it raining here. Well, it was okay, raining it stopped. In, in Boone. Right. It wasn't it raining was getting here. getting wild, buck wild and crazy back home. Just because of rain? No, there was like 65 mile an hour winds and, and it was getting pretty nutty. Oh. Weather was, lately has been very weird. Very hot, humid. Very hot, so humid. hot. It's super moist outside. Welcome to Iowa. <laughs> what? It is. You walk outside and it's I know. moist. I'm not. 3% of people just cringed. Because you know how I'll people bet, love that I'll word. I bet it's 30%. 30, <laughs> it's hashtag pe- wet. Hashtag wet, hashtag moist. It hashtag splooshed all over. No, it hasn't splooshed. Well, I guess it's what it did in Nevada. Oh, it did. Gross. So. So anyway, in Iowa, where we have wildly varying weather patterns, it's extraordinarily hot now. Well, actually, the temperature dropped by the time you came in the house. True. Now it's down in the 80s. Yep. I Before it was like 95 degrees. I discovered today that you get about 50, 60 feet in the air and the humidity starts to go away. How'd you figure that out? Were you climbing a tower? 200 feet today. 200 feet? Yeah. How long does that take to climb 200 feet? As long as it takes. I don't know. I was probably up there 30 minutes total. That's from, not so bad. No, it wasn't that bad. Do you shake your legs? No. Like he's going to fall off shaky yeah. legs or like, like tired? Because I'm scared or because I'm tired? I don't know. Both. Uh, if I have to do it more than once, I'll get shaky legs. Because you're tired. Because I'm yeah. tired. Yeah. But I've been as high as 350 feet on a tower and the height does not bother me. Well, I suppose once you hit a certain point, it's all the same. Honestly, some shorter towers are scarier than the tall ones. Because the really tall ones are bigger, so you can climb well inside of them. Oh. And the short ones are on the outside, and that's a little sketchier. And then the ones that are self-supporting, those are terrifying. Yeah, I believe that. Because those sway, and oh. that's sketchy. So I'd probably be okay. I don't really like heights, but I'd be okay with that, I think. But uh, when I was working at the solar panel company, they had me test the bars on their lifts. So they had a really sketchy ladder that was like 20 feet long, <laughs> and it bent in the middle it would bow in the middle yeah yes. so i climbed up it and i'm shaking the whole time and they're like all right now measure how far it deflects when we put this ten thousand pounds on it all right that's an inch well that's too much it's an inch <laughs> sorry <laughs> sorry your your lift's not good i remember those ladders those suck because as soon as you get them to start doing that vibration thing uh-huh. they get that wave pattern in them you're just like bouncing up and down the ladder can't fucking get the, yeah stop. trying to get down from this shit stop shaking your legs I can't help I it. can't stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, making it worse. I'm not doing it on purpose. I swear. I just want to get off this piece of shit. Yeah, that was sketchy. But I've, I've climbed silos and stuff, and that's fine. Yeah, to be honest, stuff that's like short ladders are more terrifying than good towers. Oh, I'm sure. That doesn't surprise me. So. I agree. Welcome to 1010's Podcast, where we talk about cars. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. 1010spodcast.com, where there is our shop. Uh, we have a Facebook group now. It's been fairly active. Quite I'm active. I'm super excited about if it. If you're interested in joining it, just type in 1010's podcast group and you will find it. I think it's linked to our Facebook page, so you can find it from there as well. If you're interested so. in talking to fellow 1010's podcast fans or us. We have an interesting group of people who own an interesting group of cars. There's a very diverse group of cars. And people from a very diverse uh Diverse background and location. Other yes. countries? Other countries? That's crazy. We have a yep. fan in New Zealand. It has a 240. It almost looks exactly like yours. <laughs> no, it does not. not. It looks very close. It's very different. It's a totally different year. 
They all look the <laughs> same, look right? The same. No, they don't look the same. His body kit's different. His they don't look different. the same. Well, it's different, but it's it's totally similar. different. But it's the it's same. similar but different, Robbie. Yeah. Oh, for God's sakes! <laughs> Everybody else on there thought it looked the same. That's not true. On the comment thread, yeah, people thought it looked the same. I need to do more drastic things to my car. Apparently, that's that is up to you. Nothing but I'm really. just saying it looks similar. But he does he does awesome racing things, and I'm jealous. I wish that we did that here. It's like autocrossing in the street, basically. Yeah, just, just like a sprint up and down the road. Looks so much curvy fun. roads. Look, it'd be great fun. Yeah. Love to do it. But speaking of Isle of Man TT, it's basically spectators. Yeah. Are right there. But There's, it's a lot. They're not doing 200 miles an hour. No, they're not. So Autocross speeds, but still. Yeah. He was into third. I mean, it's pretty fast for autocross speeds. Yeah. But it was awesome. I would love to do that. So join the group. Come be a part of it. Tell us about your car. If you join the group post your vehicle we don't know what exactly it is we're going to do with it so it's just going to kind of be people are talking on it now for the time being yeah it'll be fun though adam do you have an opener since it's the beginning of the show if you know what i mean if you know what i mean do you have an opener of course okay so we'll do adam's opener presented by eyes up auto art all right so uh so this week i'm gonna do i'm just gonna talk about myself something i don't really do a whole lot of Robbie gives me Robbie's a giving you a don't you hilarious I talk about myself today huh so the Omni has finally made it back to racing hooray and then probably broke down again but that's not the point so I finally was able to autocross again uh, we have a good guys event 4th of July weekend every year here in Des Moines and on Sunday they allow all makes them or all years of American built or powered cars so I was able to go there this year and I am terrible Hey, it's to be I, expected. I can relate. <laughs> it's all, all of it's all good. All of the things that I knew I was doing wrong and had worked so hard to improve on, I'm right back at them. I'm Hold not that. looking forward far enough ahead. Oh, I'm breaking too much. I'm breaking too soon. Oh God, it's so bad. A lot of, for me, so, it was, for me, it was right foot driving. It was just sit, no no brakes, just revving it and then spinning the tires to get around turns. I've always used my brakes too much. Oh. And that's probably, that's probably front wheel front wheel drive versus rear wheel drive, maybe. I think it's just just the way it is, you know. Hmm. So, yeah, I'm very very rusty, but I'm super excited to get back at it. Oh yeah, and then the car probably broke down again. Classic. How did it break? How did it break down? <laughs> I think that this time the ignition coil died on me. Is it? It's still currently broken as of right yes. this minute. Yeah. Oh, it's, okay. It's, parked in the street it died about a half a block from my house and i was able to coast it home it won't fire again damn it i got it to i got it to light off once and then immediately died again and now it just now it won't over. do anything now it just turns over and uh so i think uh based on some very very rough troubleshooting that is a the coil itself that went bad so i'm probably just gonna run down to arnold's and buy a cheap replacement coil i'm not gonna check buy it out it. yeah i'm not gonna buy it one of those hundred dollar msd blaster packs because i'm not chasing after every last tenth of a horsepower and i just want a car again <laughs> i get it because now i don't trust it and so i'm not doing the pdx this weekend because of it Robbie, are you gonna do the pdx yes i bought the ticket yesterday so you're good to go then yep i'm ready to go that's on the 15th correct saturday Sun- the 15th no, or is it I Sunday? think PX is Sunday. Sunday, yeah, they okay. do the endurance challenge and then the club racing on Friday night and Saturday. No, 
Just Saturday, and then Sunday is the PDX. I got you. That's your first was some club racing on Sunday as well. Yes, probably. Mixed in amongst. And first PDX? Yes. First PDX is on a bold circuit. A right. bank circuit. So, nah, of course it'll yeah, be fine. I, I it'll be good. Yeah. It's a pretty simple track, though. It's, yeah. I think it's a good, good place track. to I like start. It. It's good. There's a lot of walls, so you got to be careful of that. Yeah, don't slide into a wall, because yep. that, that would be heartbreaking. I was thinking, like, where could you slide into a wall when I, when I was there and like I hadn't heard of anybody running into a wall and then the next year somebody ran into a wall. So you can do it. Oh, yeah, I believe it. So that's well, not, remember, to, not to psych you out, but I'm just saying if it's wet, which it's not supposed to be. It shouldn't be wet. Well, know. it'll be wet, but... It, it'll be yeah. wet, but not wet. You know what I'm <laughs> saying? Uh, yeah. For sure be wet. <laughs> it'll also be dope uh, and uh, sick and lit. Oh, it'll be super lit. But it shouldn't be wet. Fire, fire. Fire, fire. Hundreds, hundreds. But I'm with you. Yep. No, what, were, what were you going to say? I just remember you talking about when you took the Fiat that you like you would kind of coast up the, or you know if you got to a certain point you kind of feel yourself sliding up the bank, so I think that's going to be I think, weird feelings for me. Yeah, just, and the fact that it's I'm still very very rusty. I've only had street time except for the one autocross this year, so we'll be all right. It's so whatever. Yeah, it'll be fine. No, it's not competitive, so it's just I'm just out there driving. Right. Do you even have a? Did you? Are they electing for the? Timing corresponder. Can you get that? Oh. Uh, I, I actually didn't even look into it. I assumed it was for like the club racers and stuff. I, I just, it seemed like I don't care enough. Every once in a while, they'll let you rent the correspondent. You know the mm-hmm. the thing that you put on your wherever somewhere in your car, and yep. you can actually get times. But um, they don't do that every time. I don't think. And it's like an extra charge, and yeah, you like, know, it's kind of like whatever. Yeah. Is it really worth knowing if you're just out there doing your first track day? Is it really that big a deal? No, not worried about it. So, anyway. I have one other good guys thing. Okay. Super pumped about this, actually. Okay. I have it on good authority. Good guys has good guys as a organization have not officially announced this yet that I can find. But I have it on good authority that as of 2018, they're upping the year to 1987. 87? That's which means... Huge I thought jump. it was... Which means the Omni is full-time good guys legal. That, so is the RX-7. Technically speaking. So. 87 is the cutoff for the G-body, and I think that's why they cut it there. Oh, okay. Because it used to be, and I think it depends on which good guys you go to, because I've seen some that are still older than oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that depending on which festival or whatever you call it, they have different year cutoffs. I think okay. they're somewhat in the same ballpark. Some of them are like 62, because the one in Des Moines used to be like 62 also. And then they bumped it up to 72 was the last year. My understanding of that is because in 73, the government started requiring crash bumpers. and So they didn't want those cars there up until so now. So that was like their cutoff because after that, they started, you know, the government their started mind, stepping in. And in their mind, car design, design tapered off so they yeah, don't want to participate in it. That's that's what I've been told. I don't know how much truth there is to that. But but that's, that's when the EPA smog thing kicked in pretty heavily too. Started okay. in 70. One, it was, or in seven, well, 71, 72, and then was super heavy in 73, where you so saw a means, lot of horsepower changes. That means that almost everything you own is now good guys legal. Yes. The Fiat. Correct. The RX-7. Yep. The Camaro. Yes. The only thing that isn't, except for Sundays, is the Trailblazer. It's true. Trailblazer could go, though. <laughs> so what, technically, could, yeah, at some point on Good Guys, I could take Everything anything. you own is now is Good now Guys legal, legal yep. for all or just one of the days. That is true. 
I don't so, know. I, I don't know how I feel about. It. I mean, other than you being able to get the Omni, and I'm not I, sure how I feel about it. That's uh, that decision. So this is you know they still have not officially announced this. Sure. So I'm not going to make any knee jerk reactions until I see them release a statement that says, "Yep, this is what's happening in 2018." But if that's what they are truly doing, that changes a lot of what I was thinking about for the Omni. Because you want to run on the autocross? I think that I will keep the car at least a more long-term. Because I would... I, I kind of want to build that car because I, I really like the good guy's rule set or lack thereof, frankly. Yeah. And so that sounds kind of fun. And one of the things that I think I'm going to try and do, um, SCCA's CAM class, Classic American Muscle, is basically copy-pasted from the good guy's rule book, but they added front engine, rear wheel drive only. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so I think I might uh, write in to the rule board and see if I can get that little portion of it moved out so that I can compete in cam with the Omni as well. And then I'll definitely build that car towards that instead of selling it. Gotcha. So... But you also said there was a class that they may be implementing called STO. That's only on a local level. That's okay. just here in Des Moines. So they, there's no, there's, well, I wonder how they're going to do that then. Cause how do you, how do you derive your PAX number? I don't know how you get a PAX number, but I know that there are like in the operational handbook, there are guidelines to creating local only classes. Okay. Like I, uh, I know when I raced with the group that's in Minneapolis, they had a street mod class that had 200 treadwares and above only. Okay. So all the other rules were street mod, but you couldn't, just that, you couldn't yeah. run. Basically, basically, it was just no A7s. So this is the same idea, but for X-prepared yeah, cars. So, so you I can build think, whatever you want. I think what they're trying to do is because street mod still kicks out all of these, these V8-swapped Japanese Car, yeah. cars and German cars. You know, because this year we have, especially, you know, you two both have cars that would fall into X-Prepared because they're not motors from the make. Yep. Chaz has a Miata with an Ecotec in it. Yep. There's another guy with an M3 that's got a 302 in it, I think. Yeah, it's got a 5 liter out of an Explorer, I think. Yeah. Or an Expedition or whatever you know, it would so have been. XP is one of our largest classes, but they're not competitive packs-wise because they're full interior street cars. Oh yeah, on yep on two hundred treads, or I don't even you know, maybe worse even. Most people aren't running like the slicks that Robbie's running, right? Nobody else in that class is just so I think just Robbie. What what has been explained to me is that they're looking at adding this class locally. So basically, it would be street touring, suspension and tire rules with X prepared engine rules, which are basically none. Do whatever you want. That sounds fun. But like that. suspension has to bolt into factory locations. Otherwise, it's open. Mm -hmm. And 200 treads. Which I think is a class that they should actually have. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. So I think there would be a ton of cars that would run in that instead of street mod. Agreed. Yeah. I think that would be a huge class on a national scale if that was a real thing. Definitely. How many people, like, how many Subarus do we know that are forced into street mod and are daily driven street tire cars? Right. 
Exactly. So, I think that's a great idea. I yeah, I I'd like to see. It. I'd like to see them implement it locally, and maybe if it's popular enough and there's enough people in it, maybe other regions will start picking it up if or they push it, for a national class. If they did it locally, at least on a short term, I would compete in it with the Omni even, because then I'd actually have cars I'm people racing to run against. With. Yeah. Because right now I'm stuck in a higher class because of what's been done to the motor, but I don't have the right wheel or right tire package for that class, so I'm not competitive packs. So even if this class doesn't have a packs, I'd rather be there anyway. I don't really care about packs anyway, as I've multiple times voiced. I honestly don't remember what my packs was. I never looked. It was probably terrible. Yeah, uh, the XP it was at least XP is outrageous. Of, yeah, XP is one of the the worst packs multipliers because. Oh, I know. On a national scale, if that's as crazy as you get, short of like tube chassis cars, right? Because I, yeah, I think it was like twelfth overall, and then I'm pretty sure Pax put me at like fortieth or something. Yeah, yep, sounds about right. Just absolutely destroys your time because physically impossible times in order to win. You could have an X prepared car and be FTD and not be that well, not be that good off in Pax. Yes. So. Agreed. So as far as the year change for good guys, I don't, I haven't decided how I feel about it. And the reason I say that is because this year was the craziest year I've seen out there. I don't think they need to do it. I'm glad for my own selfish reasons that they're doing it. Right. But I don't understand why. Because of all the things that good guys is lacking, it's not attendance. No, there was, I, I don't even know. I can't even speculate how many cars were there. I don't. I never like saw numbers. Thirty percent more than last year. I never saw numbers for Des Moines, but I do know that it was a lot more full up there, like in the hilly part of the, of the uh, of the fairgrounds area. Where people don't really go. Where people don't really go. That was really full this year. Yep. There were a ton of cars up in there. I mean, it must have been five thousand or more cars. There were sixty five hundred plus cars in Columbus last weekend. So they're not hurting for entries. Yeah. So I don't really know that they need to do this. My my thought is I thought I'm thinking it would be a detractor for people because it's going to bring more and so it's just going to be busier and it's it's going to be more of a shit show. Yeah, and I think people I think people like the idea of this is pre smog cars, you know, and customs and high dollar cars and stuff like that, but if, you know, Joe Schmo and I his think, Firebird can show up. I think 72 to 87 is too big of a jump. That's a pretty big jump. I would have been fine with 80. And that's what I thought they were going to. Because I feel like a lot of the 70s muscle cars should fall into there. There's some good 70s muscle cars. Like my dad's Firebirds or your Camaro. Those cars cars would fit perfectly in there, but they're not allowed. But now you're going to But like a Grand National, as cool of a car as it is, it's kind of a weird thing there. And as a result, you're going to get like third gen Camaros. You know, just... Ratted out, eighties cars. It's, yeah, what's better than an eighties Mustang? Yeah, there'll be Fox bodies that'll be allowed in there, which could be good or bad. You know, the later Fox bodies were better. There's right. gonna be Mustang twos in there. That's the real problem. <laughs> I, they might have been able to be there already. I don't know. I don't know where those fall. In. No, that would be like seventy four and up, seventy five and up is Mustang two, up until the Fox body, which was early 80s so like a 78 Mustang is atrocious it's just god awful yeah no I'm 100% with you so I, I think that'll be a deterrent for some people or they'll go the first year and go wow that was really a mess I'm not going 
next year. I'm not going to drive from Illinois to do that next year because it was a disaster. Yeah, I just think there's going to be, like, you know, if they were struggling, fine, but they're doing they're not anything no. but. No, and I think I think appealing to the niche market would be a better move for them than, you know what I mean? And drawing people, because, like, they, they, people get really into it and travel and do the circuit. Like, retired people with... 40s whatever you know they'll yeah. they'll travel and do the whole circuit and so you see people from freaking california and it's yeah. iowa yeah and i think those people might go meh it's not quite as cool anymore not it's as cool not anymore special. yeah i feel but, like they're letting everybody in now you know, does that lose what 10 percent? and if they gain another 15 and back it's you know but i don't but does that does that then detract from your attendance like your normal josh off the street hey look some old cool Hot rods and stuff. Let's go check it out. And I now think they're like, that, yeah, whatever. I don't. I don't think it will drive down general admission. I think it will only affect attendance of cars. I guess it remains. It, they, you know, they may announce. They may change their mind too. They may come back and say, "Yeah, we're going to do seventy-eight, or we're going to yeah, do something like else I said, too." This I mean, is not. This comes from a very good source, but it has not been officially re- announced. By good guys. And the original rumor I heard was 80. That was the rumor that I had heard last year and didn't happen this year. So, who knows? I, I think they probably will, though. They'll probably change the, the date. It's been a long time since they changed it to 72. It's probably been eight years. It's been that way as long as I've known it's a thing. Yeah. So, anywho, is that it for your opener? That's all I got. Be it's sure to check up the place. Eyes Up Auto Art on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, I think this post that he made, what date is this post here? Three days ago. So what's today? So on seven, nine, he's got this post of the Red Bull F1 car and he's yeah. got a side by side. Yeah. If this, if this is something you're curious about, you know, having Zach do for you, I'd check out this post cause this is a great example. I mean, he's taken, um, some sort of screenshot of the Red Bull F1 car and, uh, he's put it, he's put it in paint and, uh, that's basically how his process works. So if you've got, a rad picture of your ride that you would like to have him paint so you can uh, have it on your wall or somebody else's car that you want to give away as a gift. Um, that's how it works, basically. Shoot him a DM. He can shoot you pricing, talk about sizing, all that fun stuff. Um, very reasonable. Um, check it out. Eyes up, auto R E Y E S up, auto art, and see what he can do for you. What do oh. you think, Robbie? I love it. I need a painting like this. Do we have uh, Riley Sexsmith ready to go yet? Yes, we should call him right now. Is he ready right now? Yeah. Sweet. I think we have uh, Riley Sexsmith on the phone with us. How's it going, Riley? Uh, it's going great. How are you guys? Doing good, doing good. Um, for those that don't know, Riley is a Pro 2 drifter. Uh, he drives the, uh, it's a, I think it's a 2013 uh, Subaru BRZ uh, for Enviato. That is correct. Now uh, I'm fairly certain, based on looking at that car at Grid Life, that's that's just a stock EJ in that uh, BRZ, isn't it? Right? Yeah, it just has a lot of stickers and uh, a muffler, <laughs> and, right? And an air filter. I don't think there's any angle mods or anything like no extra horsepower, no forced induction. It's just just straight up, uh, straight up from the factory. Intake and exhaust. Toy Bird. It's Pretty just bolt. stock. Just bolt-ons, really. <laughs> yeah. The, the, yeah, we plastic up the wheels, uh, put some stickers on it. That's it. Bad Perfect. Scene points. Yeah, it's scene points exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's uh, so it's actually two J swapped, right? 
Yes, sir. That is correct. And that's a, it's a, I mean, it's a pretty serious build. You're putting down what? 900 horsepower. I think close to that. We don't have an official number. Uh, it was spinning on the dyno when we tuned Jeez. it. So like without hooking up, it made close to 700. So eight ish, nine. I don't know. That's somewhere, a somewhere in that a, a, reason, a sufficient amount. Enough to drift, apparently. Enough to <laughs> enough to yeah. drift the yeah, whole damn okay. course. Yeah, exactly. Enough to make a shitload of smoke. And to be fair, very consistent. I do, yeah. Very consistently, because when I was out there sh- shooting at Midwest, you were oh, you were consistently in the same spot, making a shitload of smoke and covering the guys that were coming behind you. Perfect. That's exactly the plan. <laughs> so, how did you? I mean. Before we move on to the BRZ or talk any more about that, you seem to be kind of Subaru brand loyal because before that you had the STI and what what or WRX. What year was that? What year was the car? Yeah, uh, it's an 07, 06, 07. It's one of the Hawkeye like ones. Last last year for exactly yeah, last year of the GD chassis. So Hawkeye. So what? Uh, one of the prettier ones. What prompted you to want to drift a all-wheel drive car? I mean, it wasn't all-wheel drive when you were drifting it, but what what prompted you to want to take that chassis and and drift it? To be honest, the like the cars that car, although it looks like an STI, was just a basic Impreza. So the cars themselves are really. I mean, where we live, there are so many for sale for almost no money. It's a readily available shell with lots of suspension upgrades and other upgrades available but still obscure enough as a drift car to where it gets a lot of attention. But it's not like a weird car that you can't get things for. Fair enough. And then was that was that one uh, 2J also, or was that something else? Uh, the first year we had it together, so we ran that car for three years. still have it, but it's kind of in pieces right now. But we competed with it for three years. Uh, the first year, it had a JDM STI engine. Okay. That was uh, bored and stroked and had like all forged internals, big turbo, everything. And it made close to 600 at the wheels on uh, like the two liter STI engine. Gotcha. Still running a Subaru six speed tranny. It just had like all the front stuff deleted out of it. Sure. And that was kind of like the first, first rendition of the car, but it was seriously lacking in the angle department and kind of took a lot of work to get it to work reasonably well and it's still not even close to what that brz is now so then what season did you move to the brz uh just this year oh, okay really the first time i drove it and like drove it in anger was at grid life before oh, that, was I it really driven it one or two times okay uh, yeah. that's awesome that's insane how consistent you were with that for a car that you'd not driven that much i'm i'm Thank impressed you. i i was trying <laughs> it's, it's, that's a good thing the thing about that car is I was just immediately comfortable in it. Like the the STI took a while to get sorted, and it still to this day has some weird tendencies when you get near full lock or try different stuff. Where this car, like the first time I drifted, I'm like, oh wow, this thing's great. How did you get started with your drifting career? Then um, I think for a while, did you have a a Nissan pickup for a while too that you drifted? That is what it all started with. Was a 1991 nice. Nissan pickup. The uh, finest uh, that Nissan produced for motorsports use. <laughs> <laughs> was that SR20 swap then, or? Nope, single cam KA, not really? turbo. Just yeah. Uh, at, at the very end of its life, it had like 
all S13, like intake manifold and exhaust and everything, and ported head, cam, valve train. Yeah. Still super slow, but it made a lot of noise, which was fun. Is that, I mean, those, so those hard bodies share suspension components with some of the S chassis stuff. Is that true? Mm, not really. It, the only thing it shares realistically is the engine, some of it. Okay. And kind of the transmission, but they have different bell housings and different shifters and different gear ratios. And there's, people think there's a lot in common, but realistically, the truck is like a thousand times worse than an S chassis. It's just like a giant turd. <laughs> so what prompted you to want to start drifting with that or is that just what you had that is it was my daily driver i had had one before uh a 95 it was just like really rotten it actually broke in half which is why i had to get rid of it and uh a friend of mine started getting into drifting he had a, a s13 and immediately i fell in love with it but that was my only vehicle that's all i could afford so i just started messing around with that and then the more I got into it, the more it kind of progressed. It got coilovers and a welded diff and a handbrake and like a fixed seat steering wheel, power upgrades, and just kept going and going and going. I'm just too stubborn to buy something better. If it works. Yeah, I mean, that's how it, it, it worked. Well, I mean, especially in the rain, light rear end, skinny tires. So, you know, when I first started, you didn't need any horsepower. You can get it sideways. Sure. With the, it only makes 130 horsepower, and that's really all you needed. So that's kind of what I got used to, and then I just, it was my only vehicle, so I needed a truck to haul around everything and, like, do truck things. I still used it as a daily driver to and from school and work and everything else. So what, what I guess, what competitions were available to you? Because you're in Ontario, right? Yep. So, uh, so we have, like, a local little series. Okay. Well, not really little, but I mean, on, on the drifting scope, it's fairly small. It's actually a really, really uh, competitive time attack series, but they also do like kind of grassroots drifting. Okay. Uh, it's called CSCS Canadian sport compact series. Oh yeah. Yep. And, uh, the, the rules are like super relaxed you don't need a cage. It doesn't have to be a unibody. Like there's almost no rules to the drifting. So uh, I was at like an open practice day and someone's like, oh man, you should try CSCS. I'm like, I have no idea what that is. And uh, they're like, I'm like, oh, I don't have a cage. I don't have all this. They're like, no, no, you don't need any of that. You can just go compete. And I went and tried an event. I finished top eight with a little pickup truck. And then from there, I was like hooked forever. So they actually, they actually have judges at these events then? Yeah, it's like they ran a complete they, – they only did top 16, but, you know, there'd be like 20 to 24 drivers, so you had to sure. qualify. And then they ran a full top 16 bracket all the way to the finals. It was a legit competition. It was just easy to get into because it was pretty much everyone in their streetcars. You didn't have to have crazy build. You didn't – and the track layouts were very, very uh, low-power friendly, so you really didn't need a lot. There was no banked ovals. It was just small, like, road courses. Yeah, here we've got um, we we have the O Drift Collective here, which is actually like Omaha, Nebraska, but um, they don't judge. So we, there's a racetrack out there in Pacific Junction, which is nearby Omaha, and they just have you know they just have a drift event, and people come out and you know people shoot pictures and stuff like that. But it's not a judged competition, but it's it's gotten pretty big. Does anybody know how many people go to that event when they have it? It's once a month in the summer. I can't remember off the top of my head. I know it's, it's I think a this lot last of cars. one is the biz- biggest one they've had. 
I want to say it's probably verging on like 40 cars. Yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with that. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I've, I've always wondered if they're ever going to do anything as far as judging. You know, the problem is there's there's people been doing it for several years, and obviously they would take away as far as winning, you know, the judge portion of it. But I'm just curious if they'll ever extend that because I think the other group that's nearby that's Midwest Drift Union, and I think you've done some stuff with them, haven't you? Yeah, that's how uh, that's how I got my Pro 2 license was through them. And okay. I ran kind of two half seasons with them because they, they, the, they used to do the event Streets of Detroit, and I live like three hours from Detroit, so we went and checked it out. It was a super fun event and uh, ended up going and finishing, like, I think in the top eight. I did, a, like, for the first first time out. I was pretty excited. So we went and tried a, a couple other events the following season, Detroit. Ended up winning Detroit and then decided to do the rest of the season with them, which was enough to get me a Pro 2 license. So it was they, – they have some really fun tracks, and they're a really good group of guys to work with. So what do you need to do to qualify for that Pro 2 license? Uh, you just have to compete in a... I, I don't know if it changes by series. For MDU, you had to finish top three, I believe it is, oh. in the overall standings for the series to be eligible for a Pro 2 license. And it may change depending on the series. I don't know how they do it. But basically, if it's approved by Formula Drift, I know there's like uh, US Drift, MDU, um, there's a bunch of West Coast ones... There's a few other, I think, East Coast ones. <clears throat> but basically, if you finish well enough overall in the series, you can they allow you to get a Pro 2 license. But you have to use it right away or else you have to repetition every year to get it back. And then and then if you get it, do you have to attend every Pro 2 event? No. Uh, you, as long as you compete at least, I think, once during the year, your license is still valid. Oh, okay. I had to petition because... The first year I got my license, I re- like the car wasn't really ready. We don't didn't have a program set up to really run Pro Two. I think we had plans of maybe doing Atlanta, but it didn't didn't pan out last gotcha. year. So this year, like early in the season, I had to ask for permission to compete, and I, I got the petition and everything. And then we went down to Atlanta to to compete earlier on this year. And then, so when did you start? Kind of more professionally i guess drifting with envy auto so that started at the end they, they approached me at the end of 2013 okay i want to say yeah 2013 uh i had initially wanted to build a subaru drift car of my own because my truck was awful and the series i wanted to run it wasn't really legal anymore like you couldn't have a separate body and frame and like you couldn't modify the suspension pickup points which i had done mm. And uh, there's a lot of things you couldn't do. So I said, all right, I need a new chassis. What can I use that's different, like my truck, but not a giant pile of garbage? Right. And uh, so I came up, I thought about a Subaru because I was driving one at the time. I was a daily, just like an Impreza station wagon at the time. And went to NV Auto because they had been helping me out with other Subaru bits. Kind of gave them the idea. And then they came back with me saying, hey, what if we built a car and you drove it? And I said, well, that's a much better idea than me building a car because I don't know how to build a car. So that's, that's kind of how it started. I, I used to go, I was working at a motorcycle shop and I would go in after work, you know, three or four times a week to help them strip the car down and like pull off sound deadening, mm-hmm. get it sanded, paint the interior, like, 
And I was there enough that they eventually just said, hey, do you want a job here? I said, well, yeah, that'd be okay. And now I've been working with them for three and a half years full time. That's pretty cool. That's and a cool story. Grew from there. It's always interesting to learn how people get where they are when it comes to, you know, professional motorsports or sponsored motorsports. Cause I think for most people, that's just like a mystery. Like, how do you go from somebody that's drifting a Nissan pickup to somebody that has, you know, a sponsored car that's eight or 900 horsepower? It, 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 I got extremely lucky because like realistically I didn't have the resources to build a car and I really didn't have any connections in the car scene mm-hmm. other than like the friends I'd made from drifting. But like, on a commercial aspect, I didn't know anybody that was like, had any pull anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I just, I happened to get extremely lucky with NV kind of taking a risk and saying, Hey, what if we build a car, maybe you can drive it. And basically they use it as advertising for the shop because they had already had a race car for time attack that they were using before that they had a rally car that they were using just basically as their advertising budget. But, uh, they noticed that compared to time attack, you know, I was getting way more attention in my thousand dollar pickup truck drifting than they were with their like fully built race car, just because the spectatorship for time attack is not there. Like it is for drifting. True. And I I think hopefully that may change if we start seeing more events like grid life where they're kind of mixing it up with both time attack and, um, drifting because you know obviously drifting still pulls a lot of people out of the crowd that um, you know pulls the spectators in but then people stick around and watch the time attack events too so hopefully that's good for all forms of the motorsport oh I think so absolutely because like as a driver I enjoy time attack because it's like it's, if you're not really into driving or you're kind of new to motorsports it's not that exciting to watch you just watch a car drive around and they're like oh that's kind of cool or you watch it drive by on the same straightaway five times but until you're like really into it, it's not, but with drifting, like you don't have to be in the cars at all. And you're like, wow, look at these things sliding, like, you know, door to door and there's smoke and it's in your face. And so I think the, I asp- think the, the two kind of help each other. Yeah. And I think the aspect of, you know, with drifting, it's, it's, you can look at that and go, okay, yeah, I can't, I can't do that. Like there's, you know, the amateur guys, like I can't, I've never done that in a car, but you know, everybody thinks that they're like the greatest and fastest driver of all time until you get on track and people are just absolutely blowing up your times, you know? So I think from that yeah. perspective, yeah. <laughs> drifting pulls in an interesting crowd of spectators that are self-aware of the fact that, okay, I can't, I can't do that. These guys are professionals. <laughs> so not to discourage anybody from, you know, trying to drift because that's kind of where Robbie and I are right now. So I've done one drift event, um, in a 74 Fiat, so I'm in the weird drift car club. With the X19? No, it was with the 124. Oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> which is is interesting because when I when I took it there, so I put a welded diff in it because it's it's just an autocross you know track day car or whatever, and so I put a welded diff in it. I was like, I'm just gonna try it and see what happens. And I was like, this is this is like the dumbest thing any human being's ever done, and everybody's gonna think I'm a moron. <laughs> and so I took it there, and everybody's like, dude, this is sick. Are you seriously gonna slide this? And I was like, yeah, like, oh, that's awesome, dude. They're really cool. And everybody was everybody's really cool about it, which was really what turned me on to drifting because I felt like the community side of it was a lot stronger than in some other motorsports, and people like just different stuff. So. That that is what drew me to it initially. Is exactly that. Exactly the same thing happened. I brought my pickup truck, and they're like, "Are you actually gonna slide this thing?" Yeah, man. Of course. Why not? 
same. Like I can 100% understand where you're coming from. It's the uh, people are like, oh, that's different. That's cool. Not like, oh, that's different. You're an idiot. What are you doing? <laughs> right. Can you leave now? Thanks. That's how I, I feel when you look at yeah. a lot of wheel to wheel guys. You know, if it's not the proven package, then you're Sounds wasting a, your yeah. time. And yeah. I just want to be more different than that. Yeah, and that's you know I, I can understand and appreciate that not everybody wants to to drift too. You know they want to do more serious time attack or wheel to wheel racing, and so I can appreciate that people want to do other things. But but even time attack has some pretty weird cars. I mean, do you see all the weird stuff that was out there? At true. Life? Yeah. I mean, you still see your fair number of the Evo, Volvo Evos. Amazon. The Volvo. The, yeah. The carbon fiber K swapped Suzuki Swift. I mean, it doesn't get much weirder than that. The, oh, the Swift is. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that that guy's local to me. He lives probably forty minutes from me. You're not too far from James uh, Houghton either, are you? Nope. It's it's funny. All the like crazy Canadian time attack cars. I think all of us are in like a probably hour circle of each other. James, Will, I Young, the Stittle brothers. They're all you know. We're all within probably forty five minutes. Yeah, because we talked to James just last week. So. Yeah, and I mean he's been absolutely killing it with that Integra, and it's really cool to see someone that you know and like you see all the time at like local lapping events or like you know a track day whatever on wednesday nights or friday nights going out on like the world stage basically and like beating everyone up with this integra yeah with a with a homegrown you know race team that he's put together that's that's the cool aspect of it it, i i really like how kind of basic and simple that car is and like it's not some crazy like team engineered like $150,000 $150,000 project. It's like, I kind of figured it out as it went and it works. And I really, really like that about his car. And it just keeps going faster and we don't know what's going to happen next. <laughs> but that's, yeah, no, you know. I know. And there's, I, I'm sure there's still tons of time left in it too if they keep changing this and changing that and changing this. Yeah. Yeah, the cool aspect of it when we were talking to him last week is he was talking about running on used tires, which, you know, for... Ninety-nine percent of us, especially if you're drifting, um, running on used tires is is just a way of life. So to see someone that has the Gingerman course record that part of his, you know, part of his life and managing his budget is running on used rubber is just an interesting. It's an interesting perspective, I guess. Yeah, he's just a he's just an average dude, and you know he's not a millionaire. He doesn't have a crazy team to back him up, and he still goes out there and makes it work with what he has and never makes it work but goes out and wins so it's it's really cool so as far i mean what's your calendar look like for the rest of the year right now pretty empty <laughs> i'm not doing anything until august i think Are you making it down to grid life south I, the problem is that I, if i'm going to continue with pro two there's two more rounds okay the next round is in seattle august 5th which means Ooh. 10 days from there or was it no 20 days so three weeks later we have to be in Atlanta and then two weeks later we have to be in Texas Ooh. so I don't know how that's going to work that's pretty rough that's a lot of travel that's a long way for you especially yeah so I like a good friend of mine Tom uh, has been kind of hauling the car this year he had a toter home and a, a fairly big trailer so kind of in exchange we're working on the car a bit he built most of it we're just finishing up some like, weird little things so kind of in exchange, he's been hauling our car all over the place. So I may be fortunate enough that he can bring it out there for us. But even still, to just go from West Coast to almost the East Coast back to the middle of the country is pretty tough. 
How far is Seattle for you? That's got to be quite a haul. Oh, man. It's uh, 4,000 miles, I think. Oh, Jesus Christ. One, like one way. <laughs> that's that's pretty rough. I could understand. It's really far. Tentative, yeah, being apprehensive about wanting to do that. And then haul all the way over to Atlanta. Yeah, like, yeah as long as the car... That's the thing, too. Right? Like, if the car breaks, then we have to bring it back home, fix yeah. it, and then bring it to Atlanta. If it could stay, go straight from so, Atlanta to Texas, that would be so bad. But that's assuming nothing no, goes wrong. No, it would wrong. be terrible. So I was reading your bio. You did something at Road Atlanta. I don't know when this was. Maybe it was a couple of years ago. Were you the first to drift turn 12 or something like that? That was last year. Was that just last year? Apparently. I. That's more just luck. That's not bravery or anything. I just happened to be first in line. I was I was but reading that. I was like, I guess so. That's, that's what they told me. I wasn't sure what that what the perspective was on that, I guess, because I'm not that familiar with that course or any events that they hold there, but I guess I didn't realize that nobody had done that before. Yeah, it's. I guess it's the first time, because they've been running Formula Drifts there for since Formula Drifts' inception. Yeah. But they use just their layout, the, the, basically the keyhole and, you know, the, the chicane, the keyhole, and back up the hill. So that was the first time they'd really allowed full course drifting, and they literally said to us, like, go do whatever you want, just don't kill yourself, and have fun. So, yeah, I came over the hill, and I'm like, well, I've done this in Forza. I could probably do it in <laughs> Ah, fuck it. Let's just, <laughs> yeah, let's just ch- chuck it in there and see what happens. Exactly. That is literally what went in my head. And I'm like, well, fuck it. Let's see what happens. And it worked. And then, you know, everyone else followed suit right after anyways. But yeah, once it, was, the- it was super pumped. Yeah, so once the first person does it, then it's easier for everyone else. Oh, yeah. That's all right. You can still. I, mean, I knew that, like, all the. Go ahead, sir. No, I was going to say, then you can hang your hat on that, though. You can put that, you know, that's that's on your resume now. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, I was, so like, I could have punched my fist like the windshield of the car. I was so excited <laughs> after that first game. That's cool. Riley, we appreciate you coming on, well, and uh, um, appreciate you taking some time with us here to, to talk with us a little bit about how you came up and um, kind of where you're going with the rest of the year. So um, is there anything before we... Yeah, of course. Sorry, I've been... Well, I was going to say sorry. I've been uh, blowing you guys off for so long. I know you've been messaging me back and forth, and it's either <laughs> I'm working late or I'm out riding riding around doing stuff, and I felt like I didn't want you guys to think I'm like, oh, I don't have time for these guys. I'm some big fancy drifter. It's just <laughs> literally I've been crazy busy, and then uh, I was a little bit sick last week. So No, no. no we get it. Trying to just chill at home. Yeah, yeah, no worries. Um, anything you want to plug before we uh, sign off here? Obviously, you've got your your Instagram page. Yeah, uh, my Instagram at sexsmithdrift, and uh, the shop page, which is a lot better because my boss Dove uh, puts stuff on every day. I put stuff on like sporadically for like a week straight, and then go for a four month gap without touching my Instagram because I'm lazy. <laughs> is that just at the, uh, the shop page? Yeah, at Envy Auto. They, uh, there's a lot more cool stuff on there. I only have the occasional cool thing, usually that I steal from Enviato. Fair enough. Check it out at Enviato on Instagram then. Um, again, Riley, appreciate it very much. Um, appreciate you coming on, and uh, uh, we dig we dig what you're doing. So you made a you made a big impression at Midwest, and like I said, you're really consistent and um, yeah, making making a lot of smoke. So. We wish you all the luck Thank in the you. world that, and with the rest of the season and uh, look forward to what you're going to do next year. 
Well, that's awesome, guys. Thank you. I'm glad I made my whole goal of grid life was to try and go out and make an impact. I'm like, new car, relatively unknown dude. I want to go out there and like show people that I'm not, I'm not uh, playing around. I want to, I take it pretty seriously. So yeah. I wanted to kind of make an impact, so to speak. Yeah. Mission accomplished for sure. It Absolutely. was, it was the, you know, the FD guys, which obviously got a lot of attention, the U and then a huge gap before anybody else. Like that, I mean, to me, that's how I saw it. Honestly, I thought you were. Yeah, that's what I want to hear. I thought you were in Pro One, and I just didn't know you. To be really honest with you, because you were, I, I felt like you were that consistent. But so wow, it'll be it'll that's be really. Why wow, you're gonna make me blush now? <laughs> <laughs> it'll be really interesting to see kind of where your career goes in the next year or two. So we'll we'll definitely look forward to that. Well, thanks, guys. I really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Um, I think we're gonna sign off with you here. We're gonna wrap up a few things, but we'll we'll be in touch here and kind of coordinate with you on when this is gonna come out. But really appreciate it again. Not a problem at all. I look forward to hearing it. Thanks again. Sorry that I took so long and like dragged it out forever. I just, <laughs> no. You, you finally no. caught me on a night. I had nothing going on. Yep. No, no, worries. no, totally fine. Thanks again, man. No worries. Take it easy, guys. Robbie, what do we got for news? Oh, we'll start this off with the U.S. Army is testing a hydrogen-powered Colorado ZH2 is what they call it. It's a ZR2, which is the off-road deal, package, whatever. And it's been but beefed up a, a lot. It's had some changes made to it. But it has that uh, fancy suspension that we talked about, oh, I don't know, six months ago, eight months ago, who knows? Oh, gosh, it's been it's so been long. A, it's been a long time ago. I just know that they're really, really expensive. It's uh, it's that Multimatic DSSV suspension. With the Z28? ZR2. Well, yes, but that's oh, the yeah, same, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right, same right, shock yep. technology. Yep. Uh, but this one uh, is a bit slower than a Z28, if I'm honest. Um, it only does 62 miles an hour. That's disappointing. It's a little slow, and it only uh, zero to sixty takes sixteen seconds. Oh Jesus! Still Christ. faster than a Humvee. Yeah, which was interesting. And well, be, and probably so, is a much more comfortable ride. And I bet it does sixty-two miles an hour over anything. But yes, you know it's got uh, reason. What is it? It's thirty-seven inch tires on it. It's a decent Oof. sized tire. That's but what's really crazy is it has a forty-eight degree approach angle. That'd be fun. That's a lot. That'd be that, cool. That is a yeah. lot. I think. I think that's good. I don't know. If it feels like a lot. If it's not, I guess let us know. Yeah. But I find tell, it. Tell us how wrong we are. I find like it a lot. interesting <laughs> that the U.S. Army is advocating using a hydrogen-powered vehicle or alternative to a Humvee or a Jeep. Yeah. Well, they, well, they keep pushing that like this. As it sits, this technology is not replacing the Hummer or the Humvee. It's not replacing what's out there already. Basically, it's just a test bed for what they could do with hydrogen. Like, it's not even the vehicle itself. It's the hydrogen technology. So, they're, like, even this one, as it sits, has 25,000 watts worth of power coming out of it that they could just plug anything into. It's totally unnecessary. It's crazy. For, for, for the truck, it's totally unnecessary. Oh, so... That power out. So, they could actually plug in lighting and yeah, communication systems and stuff like that and run it almost as a generator. Gen- yes. They could... So, basically, it's a self-propelled... Human carrying generator. Yes, that's genius. Yeah, and it, the, they had it. They showed a video of it, and it had like a bunch of plugins and stuff, and a bunch of different amperage and whatever. But it has the power to 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 put power into five households. Like it, it could power five houses. Yeah, that I can see. That's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, from an application perspective, this makes a lot of sense for the army. That I'm not sure. I know, like in general, hydrogen gets like seventy miles to the gallon mm-hmm. with all the weight on this vehicle. I'm not sure what that would get, but still, it's 
dramatically better than a Humvee. I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're looking at when our, uh, our apples to apples comparison here is Humvee. It can't be that bad. No. So. And not only that, you can't power much else with a Humvee. It just kind of is. Yeah, I mean, you had access to extra generators and extra power sources and things like that. So, it's yeah, interesting, know. interesting application of the technology. I never even thought of that. That's cool. I like that. Yep. I also like this isn't about the hydrogen vehicle, but I didn't realize how expensive Colorados could be until they are quite expensive. Until yesterday, oh, I mean, I knew they were expensive, but yesterday they had the what was it like the Major League Baseball All Star Game last night. Okay. Today is, today is Wednesday. Sure. And the MVP had a choice of a brand new Z06 Corvette or a Colorado. And I can't, it was like the high end. It was the. Probably the ZR2 package. The ZR2 package. So he had right. a choice between the pickup or the. Or I would the think the car Corvette. is probably still a good bit more. Mm-hmm. I, he picked the Corvette, but it's just kind of like. But. You have an option of this mini truck, what you know, they used to be in. Heavy this, parentheses. Yeah. And this <sighs> insane Corvette. I saw one today that was probably a ZR2 also, also, and I mean, I cringed because I was like, "That's got to be like a forty-five thousand dollars." Like driving down the road, you mean? Yeah, and then he, but not only that, but then he had gone to the dealer and said, "I want dumb accessories. I want the dumb. I want the running boards and the lights on the top." And it's just, and you know, he bought all that stuff before he left, or the dealer put it on there, and was fifty grand, and he said, "Yes, I will take that." Yeah, he bought it as a package deal. Yeah, from the dealer. Yep. There was one part next to me, and I was sitting on Sunday, and I looked at it, I'm like, that's a 1500. That's that's a Silverado. That's a yeah, full-size, that's a full-size truck. fucking truck. Yeah. That's what it should be. It's crazy. It's huge. I think they make a package where you can buy that and an aluminum trailer to tow your Corvette. Well, I know in, cool. advertising, in advertisements, that was like one of the things, because they were talking about how much towing capacity it had, it had yeah, yeah. and they had a, a C7 behind it. And I think that you could huh. do that. That's as sick like a, if you could that's awesome. buy all that together. That'd be really they, cool. Think they'd knock a bunch of price off if you got all of it together? Oh, gosh, no. Maybe get the trailer for free. Oh, there if you go. If you bought a Z06 and a ZR2 or whatever, a diesel Colorado, <laughs> I sure as shit That was be the get, diesel one. I yeah. Should, yeah, yeah, yeah. I should, yeah. Sure, sure as shit better be getting a trailer for free. <laughs> <laughs> it's the least you could If do. I'm writing one check for both those things, I'm, I'm getting a trailer. That seems fair. I think that's it that's, for that one. Yeah. Right? Also, uh, the Delaware Supreme Court upholds the decision that uh, Charles Williams gets to keep his shop on his property. We talked about this about a year ago. Boom. Yeah, probably about a year ago. Yeah, they they screw got, those people. Yeah, the, the man <laughs> with, the man without legs that had a shop that was kind enough to let his friends use his lift and tools just to socialize, and his asshole neighbors tried to take it down. Asshole neighbors that bought the property from him, by the way. Wait, oh, what? They, yeah. The property, the house they were living in, they bought from him? He split the property and sold it. Oh, And Jesus. they bought a lot from him. Jeez, I didn't even... Or maybe not from him, but from somebody. At one point, he owned that lot and sold it, just to add insult to injury. And then they come along and, and, and post up signs in their yard saying that Jesus will smite the whatever, yeah, the we... evil one or something in reference to him being evil somehow just, oh man I'm just because he works on cars and his yeah another, inside his building I by the feel way my blood pressure raising just and, and it uh, went all the way to the delaware supreme court before they finally just said you know enough is enough because they, they said when they lost the it. first round they were we'll we'll keep going yep. we'll take this to u.s supreme court if yep. we have to and the what the i think delaware upheld it and kind of was just like this is it like 
you can't push this any further. You are wasting tax dollars. I think technically point. they can Stop. file sure, I'm an sure appeal they could. with the U.S. Supreme Court, but they'll just throw it away. I would hope so. They got other would, stuff to yeah. do. I mean, I, Jesus. Yeah, there's much more important things to do. <laughs> just a little bit. And after losing a couple of these, they got to be running low on funds, you would think. Yeah, and the nice thing about it is this last go-round, after taxes, I think he raised forty grand, So he had 40000 yeah. to put towards his defense. Um, so that was that was good. But yeah, well, it's funny because he goes to the the city and goes, "Hey, I I, I want to be in compliance of all the permits. What do I need?" They're like, oh, nothing. It's a garage. Yeah, you don't need any permits. It's but then good. then they continued to complain that he was running a shop and that he was in violation of permitting for whatever jurisdiction that was. And he was like, "I I don't know what to tell you. I went to the office and they." Told me to get lost. Yes, so. the man with no legs is running a crazy business out of his garage, making so working, much money, working on vehicles. If he could, props to him. Yeah, maybe you should just leave him alone. Yes, because he, he's not making a shit ton of money working on cars without legs. Some people not exactly some, Mr. Efficient. Some people, Robbie, I don't I, know. They I just they gotta find something to complain about, I guess. So to the surprise of nobody, Delaware made the right choice. Said, beat it, nerd. Yep. See you guys later. Now they just need to get those people out of that house and be like, you know what? Just just leave. That's the real bummer because they're just they're still, still going to be obnoxious. They're, yeah, they're, look, they're peeking through the windows like His right life now. has got to be so miserable. Why wouldn't you just move? I mean, not him because he built that shop and all, but the other people. Why don't you just move, man? It's got to be cheaper than fighting with him and, you know, hiring attorneys and stuff. Why don't you just, like, leave or buy a different house. Right. At what point do you just well, cut your losses and, and move on? I have a feeling that it did. It wouldn't matter who they were next to. They'd have something to complain about? There, this would be happening regardless. They would find something, and they would, you know, they would go after you for it. I don't know how. they're just bad people. They, they are just bad people. They need people. to be living in an HOA like the one I was in in Ames that had a rule specifically written that said you can't work on your vehicles at all. And they would probably they'd, be... They'd still bitch and moan because the, you, they could hear you talking in your living room, but they, whatever. They'd fit in with the rest of the people that were living there. They would probably be the leader of the HOA. They'd, you know, the, president, the HOA president. Whatever yep. that is. Mm-hmm. Raising sure. your fees. I didn't know that you lived at any point in time in your life in a place where you couldn't work on a vehicle. He was renting it. Yeah, I was, I was uh, renting from a professor in college. How long? A year. Did you have the 240 or was it stored somewhere? I had the 240. Or, oh, did you? Did you work on it? Yeah. Hell yeah, you did. I got... Uh, there were some calls. Really? They tried to get us kicked out of there multiple times. How big was? Is this a pretty fancy place? Yes. Oh, okay. it was. A, it was. He over, threw a, a party once. Oh, in damn heavy it. air quotes. There was five, five of us. Pe- yeah, five people over. We none of us were drinking. And I was we were, like, he doesn't drink. He so doesn't I drink. Was, I was there drink. for God's right. sake. We were watching. I think we were watching skate videos. We were, yeah, we're hanging we? out. Yeah, you guys need to calm down. And they could hear us through the wall at like nine o'clock at night. Not like. You know, jam into skate videos. No, just they could just like hear a murmur of people talking. So they called somebody. They're probably like so they with complained. a stethoscope on the wall. Like, oh, I heard I that. There's people there. Now they complained about my car being there. They complained about me working on it in the garage. They complained about my girlfriend at the time's car sitting in the driveway more than one night in a row. They so then then she parked it at the uh, golf course next to it. Mm-hmm. Then they complained because the, that car was in the parking lot of the golf course, and they knew where she was. <laughs> Um, that's creepy. Uh, then they then they complained that because I was renting it from a professor who was only there one month out of the year, that they made a new rule as soon as I moved out that only one family can live in that at one given time. So when they came back to stay for that month, mm-hmm. 
I had to move out for the or I, they they would normally stay for a month. They only stayed for a week. Did, he slept but, on my couch. I slept on his couch, just just to not cause any issues. I'm like, yeah, no, it's fine. I I, I got places to stay. Sure place. It's yeah. And they they went over backwards and fought for me, saying like he's done nothing wrong. Did they sell it? They sold it the second I moved out. They they kept it through the school year until I graduated, and said we're done with this. We're done with these people. This HOA. We're sorry you have to deal with this. As soon as you're, we're only keep, we're keeping it as long as you graduate, and then we're done. Why do you want to live your life like that? I don't get it. Why, you why are you so uptight? Like, can you do some no, other stuff? That's the problem. They don't have anything else to do. It was kind of a retirement. Community. They don't have hobbies. They don't have things that they enjoy. They just are miserable and are upset that no that everyone else is not. Knitting doesn't seem very taxing. Maybe you should try knitting or gardening. Stamp collecting. I don't know. Gardening's, out. gardening's outside. Looks like you go outside and complain about something. I was. I was bird lucky. watching. Whatever you want to do. Yep. I was fortunate enough that one of the neighbors that shared the walls with us was really close friends with the people that own the own the property, and obviously they never complained about us. They invited us over for dinner on multiple occasions. So I mean, it was just like a select few. I don't know, man. Ruin so, it for everybody. It's a weird world out there. Fucking HOAs. People. Yeah. Anyway. Anyways. What's next? Uh, the first Tesla Model 3 rolls off the production line and straight into Elon Musk's garage. That's his mansion garage? Whatever. For his birthday. I just... I, why does a billionaire need an entry-level car? He'll never drive it. It's just a... Yeah. And there's thousands of people waiting for this car. I think it's late, even. No, I, think not, it, I, don't, I don't think it's, it's late. It's not late yet. Not yet. But people are not sure if they're even going to get theirs in a timely manner. And and he's grabbing the first one? Well, not only that, he's grabbing the first one. And right now, their production rate's about 100 a month in August. So those first 100 is going to go to Tesla employees. And then once those orders are filled, then it's going to go to SpaceX employees. And then once those orders are, are filled, then it'll go to first come, first serve, or however they wrote the rules on who put the order in first. And then they expect to be ramped up to the point where they're doing 20,000 cars a month by December. I'd like to see... I'm not buying that for a second. I'd like to see anybody ramp from 100 units to 20,000 units. Of anything. Of anything. Frankly. From August to December. You could be making coasters. Yeah. I'd like to see it happen. I'm curious what the facility looks like right now. It's the Gigafactory. Isn't that, that didn't that not get complete? Oh no, I think it was more complete than we even thought it was when we talked about it originally. Okay. But, but, but it's got to be just vacant right now. Like it's got to be if they're doing a hundred a month, there's either employees sitting around doing nothing or they're still waiting to bring people in, and they and they still expect to ramp up to twenty thousand. I'm just I'm, crazy. I'm, from a manufacturing standpoint, I'm curious what that facility looks like right now. I just think for a, a company that can't actually post a profit that him taking that car does not look good well so what actually happened is this ira something i don't know i'm not gonna try somebody that works on the board put in supposedly the first reservation so it was a favor and then he or she or whoever this ira person is was first and then gave it away to Elon for gave, his birthday. Gave the rights to it. Yeah, so he, to I him. mean, Elon still bought it, technically. Yeah. Is that a he or a she? Ira. 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 That's a guy's name. Oh, geez. Aaron Priest. Aaron Aaron Priest. So, I, don't, I don't know. Not interested. But we have a Tesla employee former guest. 
We do, yeah. actually. Which is really um, cool. God damn it, now I'm drawing a blank. Way to go. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I drew <laughs> attention to it. It was almost, I almost had it. Nabil. Nabil, yeah. thank you. Yep. yep. He he built the uh, electric uh, Porsche, Porsche and, and Miata. Yeah. Where's he working? He Tesla. works for Tesla. Yeah, now. but what facility? I don't know any more than that he works for Tesla. See, I'd like to, I want to pick his brain about what that, what the factory looks like. All of a sudden, he was just like, I'm flying out to Nevada. I'm having an interview. Well, I'm see you moving. later. Yeah. yeah, I'm packing up my shit. I'm yeah, out like here. within a week's time, it went from I had an interview to I live in, you know, California, in, or California, or, yeah. or Nevada, or wherever it is he is. Works for Tesla, which is super cool because that they contacted was like his him. dream job. I yeah. think they contacted him. I'm fairly certain, which yeah. is bizarre. Well, they I mean, they do that, but yeah, it's just I mean, like if you put your resume out there on their website, they'll call you if you meet the qualifications. Oh, I don't know if he even did that. I'm not sure the story. You don't think so? I thought he did. Maybe he put his resume out there, but um, no, that's, that's what that's what they did for me, and then it just went, went nowhere. But. Tesla's contacted SpaceX. You? Oh, okay. I assume, build I, assume and shit. I assume their HR departments are very similar. Probably rockets and lasers and shit. That's what you're gonna do, Rabbi. Pew, pew, pew. Space things. God, I wish. Would that be sweet? Yeah. What are you doing here? They didn't. They didn't like. They didn't like. They didn't like you. They didn't like your attitude. They said, or something. "Go back to school, nerd, and get a master's." Yeah, that would be my fear of so, trying geez, to work with them. Trying that. He put his priorities where they belong. He put the podcast first. It's, it's true. Fine. They said you can't do your podcast. And I, sorry, guys. I think that was before the podcast, wasn't it? <laughs> Technically speaking, at least one of the interviews was. Yes. Just okay. let the story happen, Michael. I'm just asking questions. Whatever happened to you applying at McLaren? Did they ever call you? No, they never called. That me. was a long time. ago. That was a long distance phone call. They probably were like, "Yeah, hey, fuck it, I'm not come around." Technically, he doesn't have a degree in. Who is this kid anyway? What is Iowa? <laughs> I'm out of here. Isn't that like a third world country? Yeah, I don't, I don't want to be a part. <laughs> we're of not that. calling him. No. See you in the trash. We don't want some redneck working on our McLarens. Yeah, exactly. No. Don't they wear bib overalls and no shirts underneath? Yeah, yeah, we, we, we do. Yeah, he's not coming in our pristine engineering facility. No. See you. Took an interesting turn. What else? Yeah, was <laughs> keep talking about me and your bib overalls. Yeah. Now people have this envision Robbie. When you guys think about Robbie, I want you to think about somebody walking around in bib overalls with no shirt on and a pitchfork. In a pitchfork. It's it's I what's am, what's that painting? The farmer. I, like, Isn't it? Like, it's, it's yeah. Like, it's the like American the American farmer. farmer. And is that it's, what it's called really. I think so. Oh okay. It probably is. Yeah. To the Google. He's got his the American farmer painting. His miserable looking wife with him. They both look fucking yeah. miserable. Right? I've never And it's like that. on everything that we do. It's like, so, it's such Iowa, a big deal. Here's that painting, and they're yeah. both just like, it's, fuck it's called, me. it's called American Gothic. Gothic. Oh, that's right. There that's right. Go. Can I see it again just to see a how miserable they are? painting by there? Grant Wood, right? Yeah. Grant Wood. Yeah, a little, little... 1930. 1930. Where was just, Grant Wood from? I don't know. <laughs> Does it say where he painted it? Just I'm just curious geez. if it even has anything to do with Iowa. Yeah, because yeah, it get gets stuck lumped with in with us so much. It's in the Chicago... Art Institute. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody. Hold on, hold on. we're going down this route trail. It's fine. <laughs> He'll look it up. It's happening. It's it's Amer- going, we're going uh, there. Grant Wood is an American painter, best known for uh, No One Cares, the American Midwest. Okay, we're getting closer. Midwest. Yeah, well, at least I got that right. We live there. He is from Iowa. Oh, okay, shit. Damn it. I guess we're stuck with that one then. So uh, it's corn. Born in Anamosa, Iowa, died in Iowa City. Man, look at the shit we're learning. Yeah, look at that. Look at the shit that other people are learning. Yeah. How about I that? bet he I bet he partied way too hard. That's how he died. Oh yeah, Iowa, Iowa City. City. That's what you Fuck that's yeah. what happens there. Shit was going down. Got any stories? 
No, not for the air. That's for sure. Oh, come on. Put it out there. <laughs> nah, man. Share it. Nah. I'm you got to top Robbie's HOA story. Yeah, for to- sure. Yeah, top it for top sure. Top his HOA story. <laughs> Were you guys drinking fucking Kool Aid and watching videos on a Friday night? No, that's not. I bet, I bet there was a spotted cow beer somewhere in there. <laughs> I had a, Somebody had a I craft had beverage. A, at that time, I probably had a big gulp of nuclear. Yep, he definitely had a gulp of nuclear. <laughs> so, it was buck wild. Different strokes for different folks, man. <laughs> I didn't like the crowds, so I stayed at home. I get it, dude. I, I get it. I know. I get it. Robbie's college experience was not normal because it involved me largely. Frankly. Heck yeah, I was in the skate park all the time or the library. I don't blame you, dude. Nothing productive happens at the bar or the club. I've said this you know before, and I say it every chance I get, but the, the movie Rush where Nicky Lauda is talking to James Hunt, he couldn't have said it better. He's talking to James. He's like, you spend all this time... You know, in bars, drinking beer, talking bullshit with all these assholes. You should be training. It's like, fuck yeah, he gets it. That Nicky Lauda guy. Yeah, but he was, he was, James Hunt was still fast, though. That's I know. That's the problem. But he was only fast. faster he could have been. He was only fast once, though. One I year. I understand that, but he, he, he's done more F1 racing than I have. Let's put it that way. It's true. But then he died from yeah. like a heart attack at age you're 40. Not, you're not dead yet. If you're going to go, I mean... I can't. I, I if, if I had to choose, like, do you want to be Nikki Lauda or you want to be James Hunt? I would choose to be James Hunt. I would choose to be Nikki Lauda. I, I think that's why I like that movie so much because <laughs> I relate to both. I'm like, I want, I want to be you and you. <laughs> Can we finish this off? <laughs> that scientists have made a whiskey-powered Ford Focus. An Irish scientist <laughs> made a whiskey-powered vehicle. Track mine. This sounds like a party party foul to me. Nah, this is, nah, nah, this is fucking brilliant. The good part is it's a whiskey byproduct, so you still you have to make the whiskey. Oh, okay. You make okay. the whiskey, and you can drink it, Boom. but then the, the whiskey byproduct is turned can, into a you biofuel. Can, you can turn it into a biofuel. Is that yeah. also known as urine, or, or what? Urea? No, no, no. That's, oh, that's not that's that a, byproduct. That's a cow that's byproduct, a byproduct, or a it's, goat it's byproduct. It's called uh, biobutanol, and it won't. you literally don't have to change anything to your engine. You just pour it in. It just works. It just works. So they really didn't do anything. Is what to the vehicle? No. Yeah. Well, no, no. They so you have they, to take this. Uh, they create. It's called what is it? Draft. Yeah. Uh, barley. Yeah, it's barley kernels and then pot ale, which is a result of the fermentation. And you do so, like you referment that or something yeah, like you, that. You, you combine you those refi- two. You basically refine, refine that it and into then, a fuel, and then you put it in your car. And so you it's kind of around. a biofuel thing. Like it's exactly what it is. It's like, a biofuel. Yeah, diesel from soybeans. Yes, or ethanol. Or, yeah, good point. This is wonderful. You just drive it. Take that, electric vehicles. Boom. Sustainable here. The problem is, like, how much of this do we create a year, you know? Like, globally, how much... They're predicting a multi-billion dollar industry for this this by itself. I was wondering, like, 30 years from now, 40 years from now, is this what we'll power our race cars with? Well, see, what I... My first thought... Because it, it probably is lower volume, maybe like small engines. Maybe you could go and get it for your lawnmower or your snowblower or your weed whacker or whatever. Well, I mean, if you can make vodka out of a potato, you can make, like, if you're using uh, barley kernels and pot ale, you could basically put one of these ethanol or uh, biobutanol plants next to any distillery. Yeah. And then with craft beers and craft brews everywhere now, there's distilleries literally everywhere. That's the new thing now is, you know, you had your craft beer. Not that that's not 
still Not exploding. The same, but, but, yeah. but then, you know, now the new thing is like craft everything. Liquor. liquor. Oh, yeah. really? That that's small batch whiskey. Yeah, there's okay. yeah, Templeton Rye or there's the Iowa yeah. dist- the Iowa distillery or whatever it's called just south of here and coming. I mean, it's Hey, that's a town. <laughs> so you say there's a town just south of Des Moines called Cumming. Just like the action. C-U-M-M even. C-U-M-M-I-N-G. And there's no S on it. Nope. But if you talk to anybody in Des Moines, they're like, oh, I'm going to go to coming. They'll, they'll say Cummings. But they mean coming. They mean coming. I'm arriving in coming. <laughs> I'm coming to coming. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. It's, it's not, even, it's not even in it. No, it's not even inappropriate. It's just what no, it's, it's called. It's, 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 it's just the town. Oh, so if you're, I mean, we're here now. If you, if if you, if you're the mayor of the coming, the, the weird thing if you're is the mayor of coming. Think about it. Yeah, wouldn't you say I'm the mayor of coming? Well, wouldn't you say, <laughs> wouldn't you say one day like, let's let's change it. Like let's it's not. Just, you just throw an S to a different name. Change it to going. <laughs> <laughs> Anything. I'm coming to going. Like that's kind of funny, right? I you feel gotta, like you get a hook. I feel like they need to have uh, a testicle festival there. Um, no, there's no. already a testicle festival. What? Not here. Well, yeah, they're all over the place. But I feel like that should be what? the whole. What hell are you guys talking about? They yeah. eat Blue Mountain oysters or Rocky Mountain oysters. I mean, Clinton, Montana. That's the one. Testy fest. Are you? You guys have got to be fucking with me. Are you no. serious? Yes. Bull testicles. You eat them. Yeah, it's called but the like on yeah. purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like festivals, like like, like people pay an barbecue. Them. Yeah, like yeah. You know when you go to a barbecue festival and you try everybody's like barbecue and they they make it all differently. Yeah. and you vote on which one you like best. Yeah, yeah. Except with Rocky Mountain oysters. Uh huh. I think I, they did one in Rock Valley a couple years ago. Yeah, it's called Testicle Festival. Or Dune. It was in Dune. It wasn't. Yeah, Rock there Valley. was one was nearby Dune. us. I remember yeah. that. I thought it was an Alton Man, for some what, reason, but they're okay. both small, sketchy towns. I mean, it could yeah. be any of them. Yeah. How do you go through like a whole list of things that you could do and then get to the, just treat the, it, treat it like the, you would any other meat? Yeah, it's just a meat. Nah, man. Yeah, man. I'm good. I don't need to be on Fear Factor. I don't need to. It's do It's not this a Fear shit. Factor thing. It's, it's just no, a meat. It's, it's, it's just like eating tongue or brain. It's do we need deal. to get a YouTube video going? No, because I'm not gonna do it. <laughs> like I'm usually game. It. I'm game for like. Okay, I'm not even like opposed to it. But here's the thing. Like Bacon Fest, I I get it, yep. not, but like a festival, really? Try just like a weekend. It's not like a whole festival. Yeah, it's not. Like, it's too long. It's man. not like they have like once you like try you. it one time, like literally once you do the whole Joe Rogan fear is not a factor for you. It's you're just done. A you don't day do it long again. Thing. It's it too just long. happens for one day. It's too long. Annually, it's yeah, not like it's, it's a week times. long thing. Or yeah. or they like have a big EDM concert when you know it's they not might. like there's silent disco and. Eating testicles, Rocky Mountain oysters. Nah, it's too long, bro. It's no. Literally, you try it once. You tried it. You're done. <laughs> yeah, but you got to try different flavors. You got to no. Try you don't yeah. need to try different Dry flavors, Robbie. No, it's like wings. You do not. No, it is not Deep like fat wings. fried. It's completely you know, different, different ways of making. No, it's not different at all. It is completely is, different. No, it's not. It's exactly the this same. This is some bullshit that somebody has sold to everybody and somebody buying into. Lots it. of people. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. <laughs> I bet you can find a Tesco festival in every state. There should be one in coming. He's not wrong. That, that town's only like 200 people big. It's Perfect. Just, it's just spread out really big because it's all acreages. Perfect. I'm I'm not. No. <laughs> I'm not. I can't do it. I'm so I'm so. 
confused as to why people sign up for this annually. Like, oh, let's go eat bull testicles. Like, no, dude. There's a lot of other things that you can eat out there. And this is America. You can literally do whatever you want. That's why they do it. Nobody's forcing you to eat bull testicle. No, that's delicious. You just do it. No, you say that. (laughs) Have you had it? No. No. Yeah, see, exactly. This I've, is the I've, I've helped cut them off uh, on the farm before, but I've never eaten them. Oh, yeah, his dad could get us like a... No, no, he doesn't. He's not... He's not. A, he doesn't do that. He, just, he knows a guy for sure, though. Oh, for sure. We could... We have a hookup. I could make a phone call. We've got a hookup. I'll get you fresh ones. I don't, I don't know. Li- does it make a difference? We could literally cut them in the morning and then <laughs> cook them in the afternoon. <laughs> it's like going and catching frogs to eat frog legs. It's pretty much the same thing. Yep. Which are delicious. I'm not saying somebody shouldn't do it. <laughs> and I'm saying that I don't want to do it on YouTube. And I'm not even opposed to doing it. But here's the deal. Doing it annually at a festival is the dumbest shit I've ever heard of. Because <laughs> like I said, I'm all, about, shit, I'm all about, you know, like food. I love trying different foods and things like that. And like, but. You just don't want to celebrate it? I don't, like, why do we need to, like, every year let's get together and eat. I feel like maybe because that's the one time of the year they'll eat it. I feel like that's would make, like, a good like kebab or something, you know? Yep. Just different ways bull of presenting it. Bulls, it could be sheep testicles, pig testicles. I don't know. No, man. Do they, no, eat, you do don't they eat, eat other types? You don't need Robbie, a fucking Let's start festival. a restaurant. Testicles? Yeah. All right. But why, though? <laughs> because people, these are the questions that people we, are not asking. If why? We, if why we are we build doing it, this? people will come. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> The testicle factory incoming. <laughs> I can't salvage the show. It just it's Luckily it's over. <laughs> Is it over? Yeah, I don't even know how we got oh, here. No. Other than coming. Oh no. Iowa. We also have come and go, which we've talked about yeah, come and K- go, right? Yeah, but that's, that's, K-U-M. that's KUM. Yeah. Apparently lighters and shirts that have that on there are valuable. Yeah, they'll sell those shirts for $20 a day, all day long. On uh, like eBay. And send them to Europe or uh-huh. other parts of the country. I used to have a shirt. They were doing this deal where uh, they had red cups and blue cups. And one said pop and one said soda. Yeah. And like at the end of the summer, they were going to add up which one sold more of. And that's what it was going to be called. Okay. Fair enough. And they had these shirts that you could buy. And I bought one that said, if soda beats pop, I'm moving to Canada. <laughs> I don't remember you ever wearing that shirt. <laughs> uh, my Is buddy, that, my buddy Danny, bought the blue one that was if, the counter just to be difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and then at the end of the year, they made the cups purple and called them soda pop. I was pissed. That's not That's okay. Brilliant. No, it's not. It's soda pop is a, a different they made, thing. They made so much money. Such they, a dick move, though. They did make a lot of money off of that. I'm sure. It's very like anticlimactic. It's the politically correct way to finish it. It's a it. dick it's, move it's, it's, is what it is, Robbie. They're not picking a side. You're both right. This is America. Wrong. We yeah. pick sides here. Well, Robbie, Robbie, what side are you choosing on that? Soda. It's pop. Hell yeah, it's soda. <laughs> it's pop. <laughs> Cream soda. Yes, but if it's just you know a thing, it's pop. Cream soda. In the What's South, it? it's all Coke. Coke is it? Is. It. <laughs> well... <laughs> That's a different story, but it is for some reason they call everything Coke. What kind of Coke, Coke do you want? And if you want to, if you want to see a look of the most insulted person you've ever seen in your life, ask for unsweet tea in Georgia. That's me all day long. No, don't, dude, do don't do that, dude. There's so much fucking sugar in it. It's not tea anymore. It's worth it. It's not, Robbie. <laughs> it, it is. It is not. Robbie loves himself some sweet tea. I love sweet, sweet tea. tea. I'm so we excited. Used to go, about we used summer. to go to 
McDonald's because you get these giant cups of sweet tea for a buck. And Robbie would stroll through the drive-thru and just get a large thing of sweet tea. The largest sweet tea you can give me, please. Here's my dollar. It's it's gross, dude. It's just <laughs> delicious. Sugar. It's just straight up sugar. For the, I would go to McDonald's just for that, and then I would also go to McDonald's just for their uh, frozen lemon raspberry lemonades until they stopped selling both of those things, and then now I don't go there anymore. Both testicles, man. There doesn't need to be a festival. <laughs> there does not need to be a festival. Can we start one? No. The Ten Tens Podcast Testicle Fe- Festival incoming. Ten Tens Podcast Testicle Festival Festi- Festival. No, no one can say it. That might draw people if we you could had. Do a, we could do like a street race, like street sprint. I think is what it's called. Yeah. And testicle to festival. the testicle. It's coming. Yeah. What was the thing that they did on... We know some people that can help us organize it. What was the thing no they, big deal. they did on uh, Mighty Car Mods where they had to do the slalom, but they had to brush their teeth with wasabi? Can we work <laughs> something together there? Oh, my gosh. Did you not see that, Rabbi? No. Hilarious stuff. Yeah. No, they were no, trying no. to do like an autocross slalom <laughs> while brushing their teeth with wasabi. Somebody That's on the, so mean. They asked people, what should we do for our challenge for these cars that they built? And somebody, <laughs> some psycho came up with that. <laughs> and so they did. That's what's craziest to <laughs> I don't. It was it was hilarious but terrible. I felt bad. Well, because win- it's like the winner like, is all that is man. Because think about fucking crazy. Think about how much wasabi you have to put on like a toothbrush, to, and then br- you're brushing it into your gums. <laughs> that would stay there all day. <laughs> have you ever had wasabi, Adam? No. Are you kidding me? It's well, just, it's in the right proportion. It's really good. But I don't like mild picante sauce. I mean, it's it's basically most of what you buy here is horseradish. I don't need that either. Yeah, I don't need that. Spicy, spicy horseradish. No, I don't want anything to do with that. We could do a challenge with it. No, there's no chance of doing spicy food challenges. I don't like spicy food challenges. You guys suck. I'll eat. I'll eat down for eating. I'll eat gross foods. I won't eat spicy food. You're down for for fear factor. I'll try weird stuff, but I can't be alive. I can't. I can't do bugs. Like I'm not gonna eat a bug. That's where I draw the line. But testicles are your That's down. fine. It's just meat. It's just meat. It's wasteful that they throw that away. Tongue. Tongue's good, actually. It's pretty solid. I'm not cut of meat. I'm not gonna disagree with is you it, there. Is it does is tongue chewy like a octopus? I don't think so, no. Oh. I've never had tongue. I've had a lot of octopus, but not tongue. Apparently there's a place in town that has alligator. I've had that. I've never and had snake. that. I've had snake. I've alligator. never had alligator. Well I want to try that really bad. You're, you've been to Florida? How have you not had alligator? My my Florida summer vac or uh, spring break was not a stereotypical spring break for college students. I went to the Everglades <laughs> boat tour and got alligator meat and fried snake. Robbie, there were five of us. I know, I know, and not a drop of alcohol was consumed. I think I was the only one that drank when I went. We went to the Ripley's Believe It or Not Museum. We met Dean Kane, as far as we were concerned. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing that people aspire to? Dean Cain, bro. We did that weekend. Did most people even know who Dean Cain is? Not anymore. anymore. Probably not. That was the host, right? Yeah. That was a weird yeah. reference, and for some reason I remembered who he was. <laughs> yep. Dean Cain. Can we wrap up this? I was going to say, up? this we, has gotten out nah, of hand. Nah, nah, nah. We're, we're, Remember when we we're, talked about cars once? Yeah. Uh, yeah, thanks for listening to 1010's podcast. It's about walking down rickety ladders and eating bull testicles. We'll oh. resume normal service next week, which will involve talking about random bullshit. Yeah, that's fine. We need more reviews, people. We've been slipping in the iTunes ranks. We need some ratings and some reviews on iTunes. Please. That's all I got. It is a mystery how iTunes works. But I know that it is largely driven by ratings. 
because our download numbers have been going up and our rating has been going down. So we need you to help us fix that. Our ranking has been going down. Our rating is good. Our ranking is good. Go to iTunes, five star us, write things about how great we are. Or just how mediocre we are. Just whatever. I don't care. I don't just give care us five stars. Anything. Make just, us f- make funny names. Yeah. Michael Morbucks. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time since we worked that out. We have a ton of them on Facebook, though. I'm pretty proud of you guys. A ton of what? Oh, reviews? Reviews. Yep. Facebook's been legit. Appreciate everybody doing that. Because yeah. they look good. All yeah. the reviews are good. Five-star journalists. Boom. Go to uh, the group and post about... How you don't want to eat testicles, I guess. Um, I don't know what to do. What. And if start. you want, yeah, say if you want to just post something about cars too. I mean, if you want to yeah, go, join the group. Like, whatever. When you join the group, post your car so people yeah. can check it out. Yeah, because car guys know well. each other by the car. Like, you're, you're who again? Oh, right. You have that. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, people I feel like, like it's, I it's cool to see like our listenership does weird shit. You know what I mean? All over the place. It should be expected given what we do. Somebody had a van it. built on an MR2. Did I see 2001 MR2. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a real thing. Hmm. Like, rad. Like, have, I wouldn't have thought of that. That's yeah, cool. That's super cool. So. He sits, where you sit is super funny. And because in a van, again, you're right up front, right? Yep. But he's up like. Up high. Yeah, he's like halfway back. It's pretty cool. Makes sense. So. Let's wrap it up. You yep. done, Robbie? I'm done. Peace out. Robbie wants it to be much shorter than I'm last time. I'm sick of this two-hour bullshit. <laughs> I'm tired of your long fucking podcast and your it. rambling and your other bullshit. Yep. But our download numbers are rocking. No. Robbie ain't care. He ain't I've got had, time for that shit. Nope.